0: Well, welcome to the show. This is Black History Month, and we're taking a focus on nonviolence. And we have with us Dr. Bernard Lafayette, Jr., who's an expert in this area. He's a trailblazer, a civil rights leader, activist, organizer. He's a co-founder of Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee in the 1960, or better known as SNCC. He also founded at Emory University, the Emory Center for Advancing Nonviolence. So we have an authority on nonviolence and social change today. So that's our focus. We are so happy to have him because we feel like this month, we need in our world today, a better understanding of what nonviolence is. So without further ado, Dr. Bernard Lafayette Jr. How are you today, sir? I'm fine. Thank you for asking. Well, what we want you to do for us today is to share the knowledge once of who you are, and then secondly, of the definition of what nonviolence is. Because we have a four-part series we were going to do with you. For the next four Saturdays, you are going to educate us on nonviolence. So this is part one. Again, introduce who you are and also the definition of nonviolence today.
1: Well, I'm pleased to be here and uh, thank you very much for the invitation. I am delighted to be able to share my knowledge about nonviolence. Uh, And one thing I wanna say is that in nonviolence, you never stop learning. It's a continuing process. Because the more you learn, the more you can understand. And understand means that you can support and stand under, okay? Even those who you disagree with, you still require to understand. May not agree, but understand. So you constantly are searching for new information and particularly relevant information to be able to uh, appreciate what you are experiencing. Because it's one thing to have experiences. It's another thing to be able to interpret those experiences. That's why it's important to uh appreciate the fact that there uh two people can grow up in the same home, like children. And one ends up with their lives uh, well, wearing broad stripes, you know what I mean, in the courtroom, and the other with a black robe and a gamble. Two, same household, same collard greens, same pot liquor, same cornbread, okay? Same, same. Why? It's not the experience uh, alone. It's the interpretation of the experience, and that's the thing that's important. So nonviolence requires that you continue to learn and appreciate the context like, for example, Martin Luther King agreed uh, with the concept is that you have your thesis and you have your antithesis. Now, as a college professor, and I'm at Emory University, and I'm a college professor there, and I've been at Emory University, and I actually taught at Harvard University, where I have degrees and that kind of thing, theological seminary in Nashville, is the opposite. And you can tell how well a student understands that student's appreciation for the opposite. And it's only when you're able to uh, appreciate the opposite that you understand, okay, the thesis and antithesis. In nonviolence, one of the important concepts is to uh, understand the thesis as well as the antithesis and then form a synthesis. Because that's where truth really is. Yes, taking the best out of the thesis, best out of the antithesis, and being able to pull them together for the synthesis. So that's the first thing I want to say about the concept of nonviolence. The other concept is that uh, you must always have a goal in mind. It's not arbitrary. You have a specific goal that you're trying to reach. And when you're trying to reach that goal, it's important for you to make sure that every step that you take reflects the goal that you're trying to reach. You want a a loving community, a uh, cooperative community, one that uh, will bring the best out of all of us. And when I say all of us, I mean all of them because they are us. And you see the oneness of all of us rather than looking for the, uh, and make a decision based on the difference. And yes, we're, we're different in color, for example, or whatever, et cetera. Uh, we may be, but we all have more in common than the differences. Okay? Yeah. So it's important for us to have that appreciation. When people behave in a negative way uh, or unloving way. The approach to them should be uh, a positive and a loving way. Because what you're doing is showing the goals that you're trying to reach. Mm -hmm. Because how can you say that those goals uh, uh, um, can be reached unless you exemplify them? So the change comes when you decide not to behave the way your opponents behave, okay? But that you rather uh, than behave the way your opponents behave, you demonstrate how you want your opponents to be. But you have to, okay, exemplify that. Because if you don't exemplify that, then people will not be able to see the positive goal that you're trying to reach. So therefore, uh, you must keep in mind that if you want people to be loving, then you have to show them how to love Mm -hmm. rather than hate. So nonviolence also has uh, a requirement of courage. Now, what is courage? Well, uh, there are people who are afraid, and now they certainly have a right to be afraid because there are things that are very uh, threatening and things that are very destructive. So Courage in the context of nonviolence is not the absence of fear. Okay, it's the presence of justice. Mm. So the nonviolence we're talking about is not with the hyphen. Many people uh, get confused, and some of the literature sometimes uh, is uh, you know incorrect when you put the hyphen in. Non-spelling of non-violence it is really an adjective. Okay, non-violence way of thinking. Non-violence is non-violence that that's an adjective. It describes the non-violence we're talking about is without the hyphen, and it means it's a noun. It's the name of a philosophy. So nonviolence is a philosophy. It's a way of life. So it's a noun. It's, you're naming. Okay? A way of thinking. So it's important to distinguish between the two. The one with the hyphen could be, uh, yeah, no violence and then no justice but you have to have justice when you have the non-violence without the hyphen. It also means that you have to exemplify love, not just the absence of violence, it's the presence of love and caring for others. So the concepts here, i like Martin Luther King who uh, embraced People like uh, Mahatma Gandhi and and others, you know, the road. And so it was, and and Jesus of Nazareth. Okay, that's important to include there. That you have to be uh, prepared to stand in the face of violence without being violent. And you have to believe that your sacrifice, your behavior, your decisions about how you're going to respond is going to make a difference. In Martin Luther King's last speech in Memphis, he said, I've been to the mountaintop, I've looked over, and I've seen the promised land. So Martin Luther King, okay, in his vision, He he knew that it was possible to have a just loving and embracing community. And he said, I may not get there, but believe you as a people, okay? We as a people will get there. He felt inclusive. It was not just about him. He believed that all of us working together and learning was going to be possible for us as a community to be able to reach that promised land. And that's what he was working towards. And that's what Martin Luther King died for. He gave his life for it because he believed in it. And there were others besides Martin Luther King that uh, also uh, followed in his same footsteps. But we wanted to clarify the difference between some people say, well, not hitting back. That's not the end of it. Not that you don't hit back. You come back with the most powerful example of the goal you're trying to reach. And that's the creativity in nonviolence. That you have got to have that love in you so deeply that you don't mind making a sacrifice to be able to show uh, that love and help others understand how things can be different. You don't have to accept the injustice racism okay that we uh experience uh the violence that we experience this time no we can make a better community and when we talk about community and non-violence we're talking about the global community yeah we're all part of the creation and no matter what we uh you know, where we were born, or when we were born, or how we were born, okay? And when I say how, I need to explain about the midwife, okay? (laughs) Because some people uh, didn't have a doctor. They uh, instead had a midwife. So we may be born in different ways, in different places, at different times but we have much more in common than we have in differences. And we are kin to each other. We have to recognize that there's a relationship between us. So and rather than trying to uh, separate us because of some uh, particular physical characteristic or the language we speak, of the clothes we wear, the food we eat. We want to make sure that people, particularly our children, uh, participate in helping to create a more global community. We live such a short period of time, all of us. That's all we do, look at the obituaries, all right? And they're our relatives and our friends and companions. And, but we have to decide what we are going to do with our lives. No matter how long we live, the most important thing is how well we live. Mm-hmm. And in nonviolence, your worth is very important. And your worth is not how many stocks you have, or how much land you own, okay? There is no uh, funeral procession I've seen with the brink truck, okay, behind the, uh, okay? So that's not your worth. You can't take it with you. Your worth in nonviolence is how valuable you are.
0: To others. Wow. That is incredible. Your worth in nonviolence is how valuable you are to others. So many incredible tips, Dr. Lafayette, that you have given us today on part one on a focus on nonviolence, from you have to show love um, in order to receive love, the absence of fear Courage is not the absence of fear, but the presence of justice. Or nonviolence is not the absence of fear, but the presence of justice. It's a way of life. You're saying it's a way of life. Nonviolence is a way of life. Um, it, just incredible tips there. I love the different things that you have told us. But the most important thing I even heard in this, as well as we close out part one today. He said, we have to stand in the face of violence without being violent. Yes, I love that. We have to stand in the face and your behavior is going to make the difference when it comes to nonviolence. Thank you so much for joining us today and giving us those tips on part one of the Black History Month series of Focus on Nonviolence with Dr. Bernard Lafayette Jr., Thank you for listening today and join us next time. We are actually having a four-part series on nonviolence with Dr. Lafayette. Join us next time for part two.